Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. We are back again, Lucha World Podcast, episode number 111. And this week, it's going to be a little different because it's going to be parts, three part, probably like three or four parts. But the first part will feature the return of one of the greatest SoCal outlaw mud wrestlers of all time, Vandal Drummond. He is back. Vandal Venereal Drummond is reuniting with Frito. Freak, Frito, we are back! And the we re- are back, and I'm going to be on every single podcast talking about things I know nothing about. And, and the reason it's parts, because Kurt doesn't know anything that's going on in AAA, of course, or and Triple I, Mania. That's why I sound so upbeat and happy. <laughs> I watched lots of CMLL. And, uh... and, and CMLL, how much, how much CMLL have you watched? You know, bits and pieces, but I've actually watched uh, probably a little bit of... Uh, Did you watch, the, watched The Return of the Clan to CMLL? Well, you know, Cyber the Main Man, the Chris, Charlie Rockstar. I actually... The greatest trio of all time. I did see that, and I... Unfortunately. I have to... I have to I, okay, I'm going to be totally upfront and honest with you. I did a lot of Facebooking while yeah. this was going on. A lot of people did that. Yeah. Uh, but I've been seeing... I Every time I see the Dinamitas... Oh, gosh. You know can who I, I can I can I not I I can't say enough good things about that trio. You know what I recommend you watch um, the Torneo Cibernetico for the light heavyweight lightweight tournament, the lightweight title that um, Dragon Lee vacated. Yeah, I have not seen that. Yeah, that's on the Cubs fans um, YouTube channel, and it's you know it's all right, but I mean you get to see Super Astro Junior against guys who are a lot better than. Espanto Jr. and Eva yeah. Signo. I saw, I saw one of the... Uh, I didn't see the tournament, but I saw Super Astro from last Friday night's show. Super Astro Jr. has improved a lot. Oh, he's awesome. Like He is great. I, you mean, know, I thought he was already good, but you, he's like... You know, he was on Informa, and he was talking about how he like noticed... He watched some of his matches. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard a guy, a young wrestler, say this mm-hmm. publicly, or any type of wrestler... I think I might have heard like you know like maybe an arrow cost or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, say like they watched their matches and they weren't pleased. So they, but this guy watched his matches, wasn't pleased. He spent a month, month and a half while he was out with an injury, um, training, and preparing to Damn. come back better than 
he was the previous time, and he's actually shown it. He's been really good. I really enjoyed seeing him. I mean, it was an yeah. opening match, and I yeah. I so unfortunately, I think kind of stick to the same um, game plan as usual. But this week we have um, we have two very um, unfortunate incidents that happened last week. The passing of Paraguayo on Wednesday, I think, July third, and then mm-hmm. Paco Alonso on Saturday, July sixth. I believe that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, it, was I, it was in between the earthquakes that we had. I know, I know there was a couple, a couple of earthquakes that the were a little first, scary. First of, you felt both of them. Yes. I did not. Elena and I did not feel the first one because we were driving to her brother's. Got to his house. He felt it. And we were there the next night. And boom, the next one came. We felt that one. They, they, felt, they lasted long enough where I thought that, that it might be the big one. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, that's weird because where we were, it wasn't super, super heavy. But um, it felt like we were rolling, and you didn't know if it was going to stop or not. You're yeah. waiting for it. Okay, is but it you get bigger or Kurt, you should know that I am prepared for the big one because I watched The Rocks movie, <laughs> San Andreas. <laughs> I am prepared for hit any major earthquake. I want everybody to know if there is a complete disaster, I will be the hands-on person. I probably won't fly the helicopter, unfortunately, and. You know, you're on your own if you're on a skyscraper. No, if there's a helicopter, I ain't getting in there. I'd rather jump off a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, how safe yeah. helicopters are. But I was laughing because Dan Farron was talking about how there he there was a ten that that movie on um on Hulu, the ten ten point or something, the earthquake about right, the earthquake right. movie. There's always an earthquake movie, yeah. and it's like, man, why do they have to do these? And very few of them are good. Yeah, but um, yeah, getting back to it, um, Paraguayo passed away on on Wednesday, and that came from. At, at, complete surprise i mean it wasn't that big a surprise just because i think everybody already knew that he was de- dealing with some health issues and uh, yeah i think you know for for a wrestler that i mean i think i met him once but i didn't know him obviously but for a wrestler that i didn't know this one really made me sad i yeah. mean i think mostly just because of i can't fathom how his last few years must have felt after losing his son yeah i, mean, I think that's, that's probably the worst so one that, and- and you know, even though he was dealing with like what they said was either Alzheimer's mm-hmm. or dementia, um, I still do. You still have a lot of those people that deal with that still kind of come back. They still have something where they come back to like oh, their normal current situation. It's and not just they don't just go into a vegetative state. Yeah. they kind of come and go. And so I would imagine he must have like asked, "Where's my son?" And it must have hurt a lot. Have, yeah, I know. I just. Like I said, don't know the family, but man, that's a family I just feel so sad for. Yeah, and you know, Aguayo, probably the biggest name that we got to see, honestly, like as far as like an extended period of time. Because, I mean, Mil Mascaras is up there too, but I think as far as a worker, Aguayo is probably the one that we've seen like as far as the the older generation. I know several people, I think you included, would compare him like as a Mexican Terry Funk. Well, Meltzer, like, Meltzer, oh. Meltzer was the one that brought it up first because a lot of people were telling me that he's a, he was like a Brody, and I'm like he wasn't a Brody because no. um, I don't think there was anybody that was like Brody in Mexico. I think a lot of people think that the way Brody brawled was mm-hmm. the way like Sangre Chicano or Paraguayo brawled, but the difference between how they brawled and how Brody brawled was that Brody very rarely sold for his opponents. It was mostly like he would sell like if he was selling, he was actually having a, a regular match. You know, mm-hmm. like like it was more. It wasn't like when he was wrestling Abdullah or some brawl where he had to like no sell up to somebody. He wasn't going to sell. Whereas and, and a good part of Aguaya's charisma was, was that he sold selling. a lot. Yes. Yeah, I mean it was, bled a lot too. He bled a lot, and you know, I 
I know, I know they go back and forth, Rudo, babyface, Rudo, babyface, but he was like a Negro Casas where yeah. you could have him do something despicable as a Rudo and people will still love him. I, I mean, he was... I he do. Th- I think Meltzer was right with the comparison to Cherry Funk and Dusty Rhodes just because mm-hmm. of the combination of charisma, brawling. The, the, the brawling, the lo- they love to bleed. But, you know, the other thing was that he was... I think Terry, because there's so much more footage, Terry mm-hmm. Funk, there's so much more, more footage available of him. We got to realize that he's a really excellent all-around wrestler. Yeah. Whereas Piero Guayo, a lot of people just view him as a, as a brawler. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that there was a period where he was actually a pretty good, um, he could do high-flying, he could do certain things. But it's like, you're going to stick to a certain, certain style that gets you to become a superstar. Exactly. That's what I kind of viewed it as. Well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's comparisons, they're just different. I, I got the great uh, uh, opportunity to see him s- several times in 1981 and 82 yeah. live. Uh, first was against Chris Adams, the second time against uh, Fishman. Both great feuds that year because they were battling great over the feuds. light heavyweight title. Oh my god, and uh, uh, I don't remember great details of the Chris Adams match, but he destroyed Adams in a way that really got heat. And I just said, this guy's something else. And apparently, apparently, one of the matches that he had with Adams was so good mm-hmm. that I think it was for the Toreo group mm-hmm. that it was so good that when EMLL heard about that match or mm-hmm. somebody in EMLL watched it, they requested Chris Adams oh, no way, really? for, for our show. Yeah. Wow. wow. That kind of tells you what the type of worker Aguayo. <laughs> and that's why I thought the Funk comparison was, because remember, Terry Funk, if he liked you or if he thought you were good, he was going to put you over. Remember the whole, he would have matches with like jobber guys. Oh, and he the would, Mondo Lopez yeah, story. Yeah. A guy who was a TV jobber who who Funk sold his ass off for because... Eddie Guerrero was another one, remember? Eddie yeah. Guerrero, yes. Yeah, that's the most famous one probably. We just, all remember yeah, that yeah, match. That yeah. was on WCW yeah. TV. Yeah, one of the few good... <laughs> <that's> just, <laughs> well, at that no, time. W, back then it was pretty... I mean, I'm not going to knock it because WCW always had good jobbers. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. one thing I... I that's they true. did have. No, you're right yeah, about that. Yeah, you so are right. It's just, you know, you had a lot of squash With the bookers. Yeah, yeah, the bookers, yeah. You know. It, yeah, but Aguayo was really good. I mean. Astounding. The, the, I think as he got older, it became more of his charisma than anything else. And I, you know me. I'm fine with that. The, I mean, these guys work their butts off and they're hurting after so many years. And if they can get over on their charisma alone, I say power to them. I mean, yeah. it's hard to make a living in this business. Yeah, and then we had um, Saturday... And we didn't know Saturday. We learned about it on Sunday, like I think Sunday after late, late, late afternoon. Um, Paco Alonso, CML president, longtime CML boss, passed away. Um, they gave out more information today. I was gonna ask because I I knew he had some health issues, but I, I nobody knew he had health issues. <laughs> Really, somebody because they nobody saying, nobody knew. Okay, then so this somebody was, this was, was a, so he, what I read was incorrect. Then. No, yeah, it was incorrect. If somebody said that, nobody knew at that time, um, because it just happened. They just announced it. Sophia Alonso, his daughter, just mentioned it. Um, he on Friday night um, passed out, fainted, mm-hmm. and the mom, her, his wife called an ambulance, mm-hmm. and during the ride to the hospital, he mm-hmm. suffered um, respiratory cardiac arrest. Wow. And once he got to the hospital, I guess he was okay for a while. And then late Saturday, or, you know, early Saturday, late Friday, early Saturday, he passed away. So they kept quiet for about 24 hours. Because the family, you know, the Alonso, Paco Alonso is a very private individual. Mm -hmm. Didn't really like to do a lot of interviews. Didn't, I mean, there were a lot of people that were like, there was even people who wondered if he liked wrestling. Because he was so, yeah, he never showed up. And so what happened was... uh, the family wanted to honor mm-hmm. his privacy, mm-hmm. so they basically just told 
family and close friends about his passing on Saturday, and then they told everyone else on Sunday. Um, and the, a lot of the wrestlers, you know, when they found out, they were gonna go. They were told to get together backstage because mm-hmm. they were gonna go do a, a an, you know the an, an honor. What is it? A, when they do the yeah, the, when they do a moment of applause of for applause the for the for, for the yeah. for wrestler. So they all were told this, and they all thought they were gonna go out there for Paraguayo. So right before they got out, they were told Paco Alonso had passed away, and they were shocked. Wow. And. Um, because I know somebody was like that kind of... Some people were like, oh, that's kind of um, cold-blooded that they just told him in the ring. And it's like, no. Later on, I found out that it was not It was actually before that. Mm-hmm. Um, still kind of a sudden thing to be told. But how do you... Uh, but how, how, do you how do you tell somebody that somebody yeah, does? Yeah. And it's like... And you can't really judge how somebody's going to break the news of somebody passing away. Um, so what happened now is... Um, Sophia Alonso, his daughter, who mm-hmm. most people... If you've been watching CMLL, anything related to CMLL, be it their TV shows or their... Um, their their talk shows or even like mm-hmm. with working and dealing with new japan or any other promotions you might see her ringside or something like that she's kind of become the face of cml the past three years she's now the president i was gonna say i'm i'm i wouldn't and she's not ready for it she said she said she's not ready for it but she's gonna do her best to keep her wow dad's um legacy going that's cool because family I, I, legacy really. i you know you know, just kind of getting refamiliarized with it. I wasn't certain if she was a figurehead or not, but she's a real power player. She was in charge of like another aspect of the business. Mm-hmm. I think she was more like public relations right. or something like that, marketing or something. Um, but she and and there was an article like last year where she, they, they asked her about um because they want to talk about women in wrestling. You know, there's always mm-hmm. an article about oh this person's in charge of a uh, in a business that's mostly male dominated. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how when she took over her department in the in, in CMLL, she kind of got rid of certain people mm-hmm. and made some personnel changes because she wanted she didn't think it was working properly. So um, I think at some point that's going to happen with with her in charge. Gotcha. I don't think it's going to happen she might right away. Clean out the closet. Well, you know, I I yeah, because I mean, at first she like she was doing a long interview earlier on um, when early Wednesday on CML Informa, and she was saying. Um, she was saying at first that she wasn't going to make any changes early on, but then as the interview went on, she kind of said, "You know, I'm, I have a lot of different ideas. Mm-hmm. This is a newer, I'm a newer generation. There's newer things that we might actually look into doing that maybe my dad wouldn't have wanted to do, but it's going to be stuff that will benefit us, help, uh, benefit the wrestlers, benefit our employees, and benefit obviously everybody involved. But it's not going to be something that's like going to be totally, you know." gonna insult you know it's not gonna be an insult to the legacy right. of the lutra family right because she said the most important thing is to keep the tradition going it's a lucha libre promotion we're basically when people think lucha libre mm-hmm. we want them to think tradition tradition and cmll or random mexico and all this stuff so she wants to keep that going. that's why i go soon that's nuts over the dinamitas yeah because it it is the perfect hybrid of new generation and classic lucha i mean I'm curious if she's actually going to be more op- more receptive to elevating younger people and like actually pushing pe- younger people early on. Probably depends who's in her ear. Yeah, you know, I, I, because it sounds and like that is unfortunate because you know it's it, the same it, people. It's, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, but, you never but, know. I mean, um, you never know if somebody might make a power play try try to get in her ear. Mm-hmm. That that ha- that's happened in wrestling since the beginning of time. And you know, the bad thing is like there's a lot of people like. 
I think a lot of people immediately when they start talking about like oh they should change bookers and they suggest mm-hmm. people and like the first thing you think is like nah this doesn't work because you have to also think like to me the ideal booker or programming department for cml is somebody who wants to evolve but not change it completely mm-hmm. like i don't want to see fucking storylines i don't want to see mm-hmm. like not like storylines using the rustlers i'm fine with but not like stuff that is totally convoluted like stuff scripted, you would watch scripted, scripted interview yeah interviews. scripted interviews well, that like. is the charm of lucha while there is mic work so much of the story is told in the ring almost yeah. like a silent yeah movie. yeah you know you're you're they convey so much more with their emotions than the average American wrestler did as I grew up. And honestly, Not that American wrestler didn't do it. And honestly, I don't like scripted wrestling, Russ, um, scripted interviews mm-hmm. because even like in Russ, in Lucha, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys can cut good promos. They just don't get an opportunity. So if you're getting them like to do script stuff, it's just going to be sound just as hokey as. I think no matter everything. what country it is, in my opinion, I I, I don't think. It's like I said, you don't let people develop their character. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the charm of wrestling is, you know... It has Bruiser, to come from that Bruiser guy. Brody and Terry Funk didn't get what they were by saying, okay, uh, get a crew cut and yeah. smile at the camera, you know? Yeah, you let them be who they want to be. If they want to make a change to their personality or their character, it like Jericho, like Chris Jericho, who actually left a very cheerful uh, message on, on Instagram and later did a podcast where he told about his how he got involved in in CMLL with Paco Alonso talked about how he was one of his favorite bosses. That was really moving. Yeah. I, I said twice this week, I actually got kind of teary-eyed on Facebook posts. That was one of them Superboy the, You should listen to the podcast. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, I will listen it's, it's to really it. Good. I've only listened to one of his podcasts before, but I was... was oh, his regular yeah. podcast is really kind of... An, an, like it's. I don't know. I'm not a... See, I listened to the, I listened to the one he did where he interviewed um, uh, Chris Benoit's sister-in-law after mm. the whole kind of after tinfoil hat scandal where he claimed the mafia bumped off uh, Chris Benoit. Bill Apter? Yeah. Really? Jeez. A couple of years ago, yeah, he, he said it, it was a mob hit. And oh, God. Jericho, and not Jericho, uh, Benoit was innocent. And <laughs> oh, rather God. than making a response, uh, Jericho had uh, uh, Nancy's sister on to uh-huh. talk about Benoit. And it is the most, I mean... It it, it 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 was it was very humanizing. It 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 was neither making him out to be an angel or or a, a brutal murder. You saw it from the family's eyes. I think I think Jerk was really good when he's being serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. does really good podcasts when he's being serious, but then when he starts clowning around, oh, it's so bad. I take it back. One other interview I did here, which I didn't like, was when he interviewed Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, they just sound like a couple of jocks. Yeah. Just locker room yeah. talk. See, that's, locker room talk. And that's what I mean. They like, sounded dopey. Yeah. Speaking of people I wouldn't have involved in wrestling, Freddie Prince Jr., I just don't think, like, you would have to find, like, when it comes to wrestling, mm-hmm. you have, like, if your promotion is a certain type of promotion and you want a certain way, it should be a certain type of prom- a booker that maybe just has a different idea of how yeah. to do it, but not totally, like, blow it up and to something completely and different. Plus, this, I, I just heard this, you probably know this better, whether this is true or not, but I heard that it was more he's buddies with Shane is why he got. Oh, Freddie Prince, probably. That's what I heard. I don't know if yeah. that's... I know they're friends, but I yeah. don't know if that's... Well, with with the whole thing with um, with so, with CMLL, I mean, I, I think a lot of people didn't realize Paco was really still involved. <laughs> like, they just kind of thought he had tuned out. Maybe that's why I thought he was sick. But you know the no, thing... No, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not joking around. I thought, I thought like, maybe it was because of Sophia's presence so much. I th- yeah. I wonder if... Well, that's what a lot of people... Like, like a lot of people, as soon as Sophia Alonso was announced mm-hmm. as being there and, like, they started making a bigger deal about her... A lot of people were like, 
were saying that they they thought she was going to be make a lot of changes and stuff mm -hmm. and the first thing i said is like nothing's going to change guys she's just there she has a job she likes she likes wrestling mm -hmm. i go but just because you like wrestling doesn't mean you like good wrestling it doesn't mean that you like bad wrestling it just means you like wrestling and some people like wrestling totally different way different reasons some i mean people will be shocked some people actually like watching cyber the main man russell and if they like to see him and they're drawing in money they're not well i mean they're not really drawing they're not money, but, but if that's yeah, the case the, the the mentality is very different i mean you would have to it's not the same way like like i think there's certain people that can kind of see like okay this guy is horrible mm -hmm. but he's drawing money that's fine but if he's horrible not drawing money there's some people who will blind themselves like oh this guy's a star oh, easily, easily. so it's like so, and time. i think that's what happened that's what yeah. that's what's happening with like cmll triple a all of them go through that because triple a i mean mm -hmm. really have you seen dr wagner jr lately not, he's no. horrible in the ring and you know what they're doing oh this you will love and this might be a reason for you to watch triple uh -oh. a uh -oh. dr wagner jr they're building up dr wagner jr versus blue demon jr in a mass versus hair match for triple mania right yes Dr. Wagner Jr. Has short, had short hair for much of this mm -hmm. feud. What do you think he did in May? Hair extensions showed up. Oh, dear. And now he has beautiful, long, flowing hair. That's like saying, I have a mask again. Can you take it off? <laughs> but it's awesome. I love it. It's hilarious. So, so it is cool? Uh, no, it's hilarious. Cause it's See, so I, think, I, think, I think what they should do is... They should have him fawn over his beard. They should. He should just keep growing everything. I was like, until it, like it's totally covering his body, just like so people can be like, oh he god. He should get extensions on his legs. Yeah, like, yeah, just, just like, just like, just keep building it up. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, so that's that's one of the things. Yeah, but you know, I think I think I mean CMLL should be fine. I th I think the, from from what I've heard of Sophia and seen mm -hmm. in that interview. She kind of seems a little more level-headed, so mm -hmm. it's not. I don't see it really. She doesn't have big pie in yeah. the sky vision. She's, like I'm gonna. She's like she was quick to say like yeah. no. She just wants everybody's gonna be solidly together. Mm -hmm. um, she just wants that, and she just wants to continue on, yeah. and that's it. And the one one thing that we've learned from uh, following wrestling for so many years is you never know what's gonna happen in the next year or the next ten years. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if they keep doing the same thing they've been doing. They'll still be CMLL. They'll yeah. I mean, be look at as long as they want to be in business. They're still really. going, and they're they they run some pretty boring shows half yeah. the time. But it's like they're still drawing. There's they're still getting people to go, and I mean, not the everything else, but Fridays really sometimes. But yeah, you know. <laughs> so are the Sunday shows kind of dead these days? Because I haven't. They've been dead for a while. Yeah. Because weren't you saying that for a while that those were some shows to watch? Am I confusing? Yeah, it's probably game? a long time ago. Six All of those, ago. yeah. It could be six months ago a year. Old, yeah, yeah. Time is passing fast. There was a point, there was, nothing is worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, so we'll probably do a Patreon on Paraguayo. Mm -hmm. um, that's the plan. That'll be up posted soon. Because um, we're going to tell a little bit more about him. Uh, maybe one on Paco. Uh, so Definitely. I think I think I'll come back and talk about the, the Triple Mania and CML shows that Kurt doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> um, that'll be coming up next well I do I do have a, a, Kurt say goodbye I'm not saying goodbye yet because uh, one thing I want to ask you uh, one thing I did see with no introduction or uh, who is that uh, the singles match the Gardenia cat Dulce Gardenia Dulce Gardenia 
He's a new exotico. He's basically taking Maximo's spot in CMLL, gotcha. which is a good thing because Maximo's <laughs> horrible. I, I enjoyed the match. Yeah. He's, just, uh, just, he's really good. Yeah, because all I saw was it was kind of like an LGBT. Did, did you think that was overdone? You did think it was overdone? It was, over, it was a little bit overdone, but... The referee in a rainbow outfit? In a rainbow that t-shirt? That was a bit overdone. <laughs> but I got to say, it sure beats... 30 years ago where uh, <laughs> nobody was like you couldn't even do that stuff you couldn't do that stuff he, and you couldn't I mean he, unless you were Bayo Greco and Sergio El Hermoso and made it and a he's, straight comedy act Dulce Gardenia is just like them and you you did the exotical gimmick also he's not gay he's oh, actually he's, not, really. he's straight he's got three kids he's a single father oh trip out that's even more I think that's another thing that's something you should respect I mean a single father absolutely. raising three kids absolutely I totally. mean that's pretty impressive um, so yeah he's he's good he's from the Torreon area he got recommended by Ultimo Guerrero so you know he's pretty much locked in because I gotta say that was actually a nice surprise when I saw that match I just thought hey this is like nice solid and yeah. a singles match and he was working Disturbio too it's pretty yeah. good yes Disturbio got a chance to like shine also mm-hmm. get a high profile opportunity Mm-hmm. His last. <laughs> yeah, but Dusla Gardenia is good. Yeah. Totally. Anything totally. else you need to know? Or? Well, we do have a public service announcement. We want uh, all our Lucha friends to know that Dr. Lucha Steve Sims uh, is alive and well. He's okay. And that is all. Back for the second half of the Lucha World podcast. I thought this was going to be like more than two parts, but there hasn't been anything been going on with CMLL or... You know, really not a lot of news beyond the the passings of um, Paraguayo and Paco Alonso in the past couple of weeks. Uh, CMLL shows have been very, um, not very good. And there's, I guess the main highlights from CMLL shows recently has been the ongoing feud between the clan and the girls Laguneros, particularly the the Ultimo Girl Cyber the main, Cyber the Main Man um, feud that doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. They had this really bad match this past Friday. And, you know, that's not been that exci- interesting at all. You know, it's bad enough when you have Bestial the Ring and main events, but then all of a sudden you throw in Seabird the main man and, you know, Gilbert El Boricua, the Chris, all these other guys mixed in there. It kind of it kind of starts to get a little bit it gets it makes watching CML shows a little rough. Um, the other stuff that's been going on, they had the they celebrated the LGBT Pride Day or something a couple of weeks ago, and they had um, Dulce Gardenia debut on a Friday show and uh, make his Friday Arena Mexico debut. Um, he had actually made a debut in Arena Coliseo the previous, I think, the previous week, and he was there and worked against um, Disturbio. Like I said, I think I said that with Kurt. So that was something that that was the other thing that went on, and there was obviously Kawato San winning the CML World super lightweight title uh, but really everything else there hasn't been a lot going on a couple of good matches with dragon lee and carbonario and the dinamitas and in, in a couple of good matches but other than that not not a lot triple a has 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 had a couple of shows as well but you know usually triple a shows they're they're good but then there's like i they, they they're they've been they've been running shows on consi- like within a week they'll run two shows within a week and like totally not run a show for about a week or two so it kind of feels like it kind of feels like they just they'll have a really good show and then they'll have one that's kind of half of it's good and then the other half is kind of more of a letdown Um, they're still going with the whole dr wagner jr blue demon jr uh, mass versus hair match building up to that 
you know, and I think everybody's just waiting for the Triple Mania show. And they did announce, you know, and the other big news was um, Alberto Patron um, starting his promotion. Nacion Lucha Libre made their debut. And I think they have a next, their upcoming show is on, I think, July 27th. Um, the TV show should air sometime within the week that this podcast gets posted. So that that should be something to look forward to. I, I think the lineup isn't that great. Um, so once they got rid of all the guys who were working on AAA, it just dropped off immediately, like the quality of the matches. Um, the one thing I will say that I'm really excited about seeing Ray Horace versus Bandito. Um, that's something I'm really looking forward to. I don't know if this show is going to be... I kind of feel like this show is going to end up being like Hijo de Santos on Todo por el Todo show where there was that one there would be like that one match everybody wanted to see because we weren't getting it as far as being on a you know shot professionally it was made basically like there would be a match that everybody wanted to see shot professionally but it was always like you know handhelds of the that match and then you know it would end up being booked on a, a Hijo de Santo Todo por el Todo show and we would get that match on that show and then the rest of the show would just be very disappointing um, I kind of feel like that's how Alberto's El Patron sh- um, shows are are going to turn out. Um, he's got a lot of guys that that are you know they're not that great, and then they have a couple of guys who are pretty good, and then you have a lot of guys who are not big names. It kind of feels like a a Tinebles Junior Full show where you just see this really weird mix of the old guys who are really not that great at any point, then you have some of the old guys who are really you know that were really good at one point, but now they're not that great. And then, um, then you got the the younger guys who were never any any good, and then younger guy, even younger guys, newer newcomers who are um, nobody really knows who they are. So you might get a pleasant surprise out of one or two of them, and then like the rest of them might just be guys you forget later on um, as the shows progress. But it's something to look forward to. I, I think I'll probably give it a chance. I mean. I'll give it a shot. I have no problem watching it. If it's a one-hour show, I'm perfectly fine watching it. Um, should be interesting to see how they build up to it. Um, they were able to get Ali Park and his fam- his kids in it. So, you know, I, I have a feeling that the show's probably going to end up looking like a mix. Like I said, Todo por el Todo and Elite. That's probably what it's going to end up looking like. The big news going on is the build-up to Triple Mania, which there hasn't really been a lot. They just made the announcement of the, the lineup. The lineup pretty much feels like most triple AAA big show lineups where they kind of feel like they're just trying to book everybody onto the show. Uh, I kind of wish they didn't do that and made it feel like a legitimate big show. If you're going to want to book everybody on a show, do it on some of these television shows. Like you could, you could just have like one of those cluster matches or, or whatever. But, you know, big shows, I would like to see a little more of, a, you know, these guys deserve it. Uh, focus on this group of guys on the show. And, you know... Usually you don't really you don't really get a lot of like singles matches on AAA uh, big events. It always ends up being there's one big singles match and then everything else is like a trios match or a a, a tag match with three three teams in it sometimes and then like a six way match a four way match a five way match um, so on and so on the relevos de locura they haven't been doing that a lot lately this since Conan's come back so also they haven't really done much with the minis. Yeah, the show, I would say, I mean, honestly, I'm not that, it kind of feels like any other Triple Mania show that you go in kind of expecting, um, if you go in just expecting little out of it, 
then you'll probably end up being a little more, um, you'll end up enjoying it a little more. And if you expect a lot out of it, you end up being disappointed. The opening match is a AAA mixed tag team title match with Nino Hamburguesa and Big Mommy defending the titles against Sammy Guevara and Scarlett Bordeaux. Also in the match are Lady Maravilla and Viano 3 Jr. and Australian Suicide and Vanilla Vargas. I think this match has potential to be a good opener. I, I think no one in the match, everyone in the match has shown that they can be at least pretty good in the match. Even Scarlett. I think Scarlett in some of the women's trios matches has, has done pretty well. I mean, she's held her own. Um, and she's more of just gimmick than anything else. I think the the, the only thing is this is going to have a lot of storyline with Nino Hamburguesa, Big Mommy, and Lady Maravilla and what the, what's going on with them. Hopefully, Sammy Guevara and Australian Suicide end up looking a lot better than they did in that um, that match against the Exoticos, which was horrible at Verano Scandalo. But that should be a that should be a pretty good match, um, good way to open the show. The second match, the second match, I think would have been perfectly fine if it was just two trios going at it. But they decided to do a three way trios match: Hijo del Vikingo, Mysticis Jr., and Golden Magic versus Poder del Norte, which is Mochocota Jr., Carta Brava Jr., and Tito Santana versus Pimpinela Scarlata, Maximo, and Mamba. If they wouldn't have had the Exoticos in it, I think this would have been a really good match. Adding the Exoticos, I expect it to just, it could end up being like a really bad match or it could actually be an okay match um, just because there's so many guys in the, in the with Hijo Vikingo, Golden Magic, and Poder del Norte that can actually carry a match that I think they might be able to get something out of it. I mean, unfortunately, Maximo is totally not even like Maximo, like the good work rate Maximo that, that was around CML for like the last three years he was there. It's basically just Maximo kind of in La Mascara mode, um, not really doing much, mostly doing co- comedy. I, I, I would expect this match to just be at least okay with the possibility of being good if they could somehow get rid of the Exoticos early on. The third match is the return of the Copa Triple Mania. We don't know how many people will be in the Copa Triple Mania. They did announce a few people, including La Parca, Pagano, Los OGTs, Puma King, Aerostar, Drago. Those were the guys named. They said there would be more luchadors. Um, I, I would not be shocked if there's at least one more foreigner in there or like a couple foreigners in there. Um, could be some legends from the past of AAA like Granda, uh, Dennis, Polvo de Estrellas, the type of guys that will get everyone excited about them making the return to AAA. Um, psychosis. But you know, the other thing is like, that last show, the, the last Copa Triple Mania, didn't have any guys at the level of I don't, I don't think it had like OGTs, Aerostar, Dragon, Puma King, that level of guys. So I would not be shocked if this is at least slightly better than that one. But at the, again, it's another match that you kind of expect could be a good or bad match. Um, there's, it's just a really strange. Um, I don't know. I would have dumped. I would have never ever redone copa triple mania or at least if i would have done if, if you were going to do a copa triple mania i would have done like a tornado cybernetic or something or like a 10 you know something like that i think even a, a that would have made a little more sense because you could have just gone with the guys that you named and added maybe one or two other people and it would have been fine um the fourth match is a tlc match for the triple a reign of the reina's title with kira defending the title unfortunately she got hurt uh, recently, I think on a on one of the indie shows or something, she got hurt. I think it was the EMW show in Tijuana. So uh, she's taking some time off. The plan is to have her back for that show. I would not be shocked if she ends up losing it just because it's AAA and um, 
if she's injured, maybe she doesn't even show up. We don't know. Um, but Kira's defending the title against Lady Shani, Taya, Tessa Blanchard, Fabi Apache, Chica Tormenta, and La Yedra. I would not be surprised if Taya or Tessa Blanchard come, about, come out of this with the title because they've been the two feuding. And uh, I think Tessa's looked really good in, in the times she's been in AAA. I think I think I would not be shocked if they won it. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if if like Fabi won it also. Although I don't think she really needs the title at this point. I don't think Shiny would win it. So I would think Taya or Tessa would. I would not be shocked if they won it. Like I said, Kira. I don't know. Like I think they. I think there's been moments where, where they've been behind her, but at other points in time, she's still kind of not quite getting the the push that other women are. So you know who knows. I. I I think it's going to be a, it's another match that could actually be either good or bad. I don't think, I don't, I don't think we've had a TLC like in AAA there. I don't think they've had a TLC match with women. Um, Yedra's in this match. Um, I don't know. I think it could be good just because the level, I will say the level of workers as far as females within um, AAA is, as I think they could, this group could probably pull off this TLC match. Um <laughs> They're they're a lot better. I would have liked to have seen Starfire in this match too, because I think she would have been awesome in this. How is Star Starfire not a regular more more frequently? I know she works a lot of shows, but she works a lot of the like the house shows when she's not working TV. But it would have been it would have made sense to have her in this match just because this TLC. The fact that every time she worked the <laughs> every every time she worked a AAA show, she was um she always did a crazy tope or something. So I would have liked to have seen her in this match. The fifth match is one of the most anticipated matches in Triple Mania history as Kane Velasquez makes his wrestling pro wrestling debut teaming up with Cody Rhodes and Psycho Clown against Tejano Jr., Taurus and a Luchador Sorpresa. I I think there's probably going to be a lot of heat in this match. I think it could be good just because you have Psycho Clown involved and Taurus are going to they're going to bust out whatever they can to make this match a good match. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you could expect from Kane Velasquez. Uh, we've had guys who c- came into pro wrestling, you know, who were like from other sports or, you know, co- even combat sports, mixed martial arts, and they've either been really good or really bad. Another, like I said, I think this is really one of those shows where you say it could be good or it could be bad. It could be anything really, and I would be curious to see what the Luchador Sorpresa is. I mean, a lot of people think it's going to be um, Killer Cross. I think Killer Cross is definitely going to be on that show just because Scarlett is there. And there's plenty of spots for him, like the Copa Triple Mania and the Luchador Sorpresa. And also, he could also interfere, interfere in something else. I kind of have a feeling that the Luchador Sorpresa has to be a bigger name than than Killer Cross. Just for me, I, I, I would imagine it'd have to be somebody else, especially with AEW involvement. I would not be shocked to feel somebody a little bigger than him. Then again, like I said... Don't be disappointed if it's Killer Cross because that's kind of not, that's that. I mean, Ray Scorpion could also be the Luchador Sorpresa. I don't know. Um, I wish it was him because I think he would probably pull off something a little better. You need somebody who could maybe bump for Cain Velasquez. Uh, the sixth match is a rematch of a trios match that happened in AEW recently, which was um, Pentagon, Jun- Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, Loretto Kid versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Matt and Nick Jackson. I did not watch the AEW match, so I'm actually kind of excited about this match. Should be good. Um, I probably would have been a little more excited if they would have had Ijo Vikingo in there. 
Uh, or, you know, honestly, I kind of would have liked to have seen a different mix against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks just because that's kind of the same thing we get all the time. I would have liked to have seen, why not have the AAA Trios Champions Challenge or have the Young Bucks Kenny Omega to challenge the tri- tri- AAA Trios Champions? Um, that would have been pretty good. Um, Loretto Kid, you'll have a king of Mysticis Jr. I think that would have been fun. You could have had Phoenix and, and Pent and something else. Um, you could have thrown them into the the Kane Velasquez mix or something. Probably would have made it a little more interesting. But, you know, I think this is fine. Also, I think they, this match, honestly, I think this show could have used... Phoenix has been the AAA World Mega Champion. I think this probably would have been a nice show to have him defend the title. I think that would have been something I would have considered. Like, if you could have the AAA World Trios Champions face these guys, and maybe had Phoenix defend the title against somebody on the show. Um, I think that would have been pretty cool to have just added that have an eight match show i mean seven matches at an, another one i think that would have been fine um the main event of course blue demon jr versus dr wagner jr i expect this to be a brawl i expect there to be some interference probably from dr wagner jr's kids i would expect somebody will interfere for, for blue demon jr a lot of blood a lot of brawling and it might be if you're into that i think it'll be fine I don't know if people are really that excited about the result, the end result of it, just because if it's Dr. Wagner Jr. getting his head shaved, I mean, honestly, he didn't have that much hair. The extent the, the hair extensions haven't really helped that whole thing. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of something that it's not that exciting. I, I would not be shocked if after the match, you have like a big surprise to end it. Um, they've been doing that a lot of late. Um, they did the whole, remember the LA Park when he was setting up the, the the feud with Ali Park and um, Wagner showed up to do the the, the walk-in. <laughs> Park started cutting promos on him. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened as well. It should be, like, I think overall, I think it's going to be a, I don't know. I think it's going to be a, a good show. I would not be shocked if it's, it, I, I think it's going to be good. I don't, I don't expect it to be. Um, there's been some, I think last year's show I kind of enjoyed. And I don't, I think since it's airing on Twitch, it, at the very least, if you subscribe to Twitch and you don't really want to watch the entire thing all at once, you could probably watch it over the weekend or over a, d- a couple of days, cut it up into you know parts, and you'd be fine. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of watching wrestling for five hours consecutively. I'm too old to do that at this point. Um, if it was like 12-year-old Fredo, I would probably be watching non-stop wrestling day and night but unfortunately there was no internet when i was 12 years old um i don't even know if they were actually already preparing that at that point um anybody even I, i'm pretty sure somebody had already started like coming up with that but um it would have been cool to have had that i do think that now that now that i have access to that stuff online and you know a lot of us who are older who didn't grow up watching for a lot of us who are a little older wrestling for us was like on weekends so or you know and then later on it was mondays and then you know over the years it became almost every single day there would be some type of wrestling that would be on but you know before the monday night wars you know usually it was weekends i think that it's um it's kind of cool because you could actually watch anything you want at any time online and i really enjoy that just because I'm getting to watch a lot of stuff that maybe I didn't get to watch when I was a kid. Like, because you couldn't, you know, also you didn't have, you had to have a VCR to record it. Now you have DVRs. Yeah, like I said, 
streaming services, a lot of the a lot of the cable net, networks, if you can't watch it on there, they'll they'll you know if you have a satellite or cable provider, they'll actually like give you access to it on online where it's on demand or whatever. So, but back then, I mean, if you missed a, a an episode of NWA or World Class Championship Wrestling and you didn't get your VCR to record it or something screwed up on your TV, you were pretty much out of luck. You know you. You had to read about it on a magazine, but yeah, you know now it's kind of cool. I, I I've been I signed up to WW Network just because they have um, a lot of stuff that I I have on on DVD and on video, but it's like I'm it's so hard to find that stuff now. I mean, at a certain point, I got to the point where I just can't find a lot of stuff. It's easy for me to find like lucha and and Japanese wrestling, but it's not as easy for me to find like a lot of the American wrestling stuff. Um, other than the Mid-South and ECW and Smoky Mountain wrestling tapes, DVDs that I have, I, I can find that very easily. Um, but like I couldn't find a lot of my world-class collection. And a lot of my world-class collection is like not even like like it's all assorted like because it was on the Legends of World Class um, show on ESPN. So it's not even, I don't even think it's in order, um, some of the stuff I have. So it was kind of cool to find that on, on, um, on the WWE Network. And then the other cool thing is like, WW Network, they don't write the full description description of shows. So like once you find like I was surprised to find that they had um Solitario versus Rene Guajardo. I was like, how I didn't even know Rene Guajardo worked um world class at any point. So I thought that was really cool. Um there's a who else is there? There's a Paraguayo versus Fishman. I knew about that because I saw that. And I and then there was a Solitario versus Killer Tim Brooks match, uh, which I haven't watched. But you know, that's kind of like the what I've been watching a lot lately. Well, that's about it for this week. Um, be sure to check out the upcoming Lucha Classica podcast on Paraguayo that will be posted on Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucha World. We go over Paraguayo's career, thoughts on some of his big matches, his big feuds. Um, actually, Kurt watching him live at the Olympic Auditorium and then I think later on at D- AAA shows. He might have worked. A- no, I don't think he worked a show with him. Um, he he was on a, a tri- Kurt was on a few AAA shows and I think he was at one of the shows where Pearl made an appearance. Uh, we also talk about Gino Hernandez as well because I found some information on Gino and we talk about other, other stuff on the podcast, but it's mostly about Paraguayo. Keep up to date on all the Lucha Libre news at luchaworld.com and also visit my other website retrowrestling.com for a lot of um, reviews on old wrestling from the past been doing a lot of ECW from the very beginning, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You find some Lucha, some Japanese wrestling, even some British wrestling, World of Sport, Mid-Atlantic from the U.S., a lot of stuff from the U.S., mostly a lot of stuff from the U.S. at the moment because um, it's there's it's it's a little bit more organized. Like I said, it's on w, a lot of the stuff is on WWE Network, and a lot of the stuff I have on DVD is actually more organized than <laughs> some of the other stuff I have. Um, So um, thanks again, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you guys again real soon.